so lately flipping is everywhere right people want to flip houses it's all over hgtv they wrote a song about it when i flip you flip we flip that is not how that goes it's a little more complicated than oh, that. I suppose. But listen in because we're going to be talking about flipping homes and how to get started. Thanks for tuning in to the Realtor Moms podcast. I'm Tasha. And I'm Jamie. We're full-time realtors in the FM and surrounding areas and admittedly average moms. This is how we sell homes. And try to keep our kids alive. Hi everyone, today Jamie and I are going to be talking about investing. We have received, mm-hmm. um, you know, we have had uh, people reach out asking for more information on this topic and can we yes. share the information we know. So here we are. Yeah, we love getting your requests. So definitely send in what you'd like us to talk about and we will do our best to cover those topics. So yes, we're talking about investing and more specifically flipping, flipping. houses. Yes, flipping. Um, because real estate is a solid investment investment, whether you're flipping a house, moving short term, long term, there's a lot of great ways to invest. But today it's specifically talking about how to flip a home. Right, right. Or how how the whole process works. How the process works or how do you get into it? What are the steps? We have there's yeah. all, I mean, we've had people, I mean, we've had many clients asking yes. these questions. So. Or done it ourselves, too. Exactly. And um, so... Uh, Jamie's done it a number of well, times. Well, we're so... <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. But, um, it, you know, I guess let's just jump in with um, step one. How do you even find the house? Right? <laughs> like, honestly, this is a, this is a, a big question. So... Um, it's not a super easy question to answer either, but let's start here. Number one, as Tasha and I were preparing for this episode, we, we kind of bounced around with with some things and ultimately landed on, this isn't exactly the, the ideal market for the novice, the beginning home flipper. Yes. Um, things are moving really, really fast. You know, prices have been inflated a little bit, and, and, and I'm not saying that prices are going to go down. I, I, I don't necessarily think that's going to happen, at least not in, in anytime, anytime soon. soon. But um, with how quickly things are moving and the demand continuing to push prices up, um, some of the edge that flippers have, which is going after some of these houses that otherwise wouldn't be attractive to very many buyers. Yeah, kind of buying homes up. in a buyer's market. Yeah, yeah. So right now trying to be a buyer in a seller's market makes it, you know, you lose a little bit of edge. Yes, correct. Where so, offers can, you know, you want to come in low, you, that's part of it. And, and it's just tough to do that yeah. right now. The old adage is you make money on the buy, on the initial purchase of the property. That's a lot of times the part that's going to tell you um, if you buy it right, that you're going to be able to turn it around and make a profit. And in a market like this, it can be tough. So that aside, it's certainly possible. There's people out there doing it. Tasha's got clients out there doing it. I have someone doing <laughs> it. And I actually was just negotiating on yeah. a deal today and putting all the pieces in place for a buy. And you know, it worked out wonderfully for my client right and I'm right. so excited to see what he does with the place what I will say though is it took some time to find mm-hmm. the patience. right property and patience and the ability to move quickly the minute that this property that he got came onto the market right you right. have to move quickly if you don't you're you, you will lose you yeah. lose out yep so let's talk about the financing piece because this is um probably the number one most common question that we get is how do yes. people even do this like yes. to start out and there is as many different ways to do it i suppose as there are people who do it but um i, I, I can talk a little bit about my experience um 
I, I had saved up a little money. So ultimately, yeah, that sounds like an easy answer. Save the money and buy a house. I'm not saying you have to save enough money to buy a whole entire house with cash. That's not what I'm saying. But if you don't have some finances in the bank, whether it be for rainy day fund or for flipping a house, flipping a house yes. um, then you're, you're in no position ready to purchase. You need to have cash. Right. So you need to have some some cash. cash. Okay. Let's just say it's, uh, you know, a third of your purchase price or something like that, or or, or maybe it's 25% of a purchase price, but it needs to be a fairly sizable amount. And that's for a couple of reasons. Um, The one reason, like I said, rainy day fund, backup fund, extra cash just to have on hand when something surprises you. You should have a 10% buffer. I mean, it could be more, but you need to have a buffer involved. Uh, Right. And also... If you're going to be applying for financing, um, you know your traditional mortgage options are probably not, in in a lot of cases, not going to be the best route. Think about the type of properties that people are looking at. Um, mm-hmm. You know, many times there there is a lot of work that needs to be done. Yeah, mm-hmm. would it be great if all you had to do is throw up some paint and carpet, and, and carpet or new flooring, and that's all you had to do? Well, you're probably right? not. It's, it's it's eight other people yeah. are going to beat you to that one <laughs> and buy it at such a price that you're not going to make any money. But but yes. um, but yeah, back to the financing part. Like you you may need to obtain something like a business loan. Um, yes. So, so think about options that aren't necessarily just your traditional mortgage lender giving you a um, a conventional loan. Think about business bankers. Business bankers. Who, yeah. P.S. are going to want to see that you have a little cash in the bank. Exactly. Um, <laughs> or maybe you've got some personal relationships with um, a mortgage lender who can do an in-house loan. And if you don't have any of those connections, give us a call because we do. Um, And you have to have excellent credit and you have to have, you know, a good history most likely of having a mortgage in the past, but maybe not. It just kind of comes down to how well qualified of a candidate you might be. Correct. So, I mean, at the end Mm -hmm. of the day... You have to, you know, have a good, good credit score. You have to mm-hmm. some cash in the bank. Yep. You have to be a good bet for that bank to trust yes. giving you um, a loan. Right. One thing to think about too, you know, there's various options from hard money loans. You know, there's there's pros and cons to every option. There's with business bankers something that's worked well with my clients in the past. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing to kind of think about though, and the questions you got to ask are, okay, what is it going to take to get this loan? What is the right. appraisal process? What does that look like? Because that can directly impact what type of a home you buy and how uh, much work it is needed in the property. Because some homes won't pass appraisals. Right, right. So another type of financing that's maybe not so reliant on a specific loan tied to the property would be if you currently own an asset or real estate, for example, maybe your private permanent or your, excuse me, your primary residence, um, getting a home equity line of credit. And that's another thing that I have personally used in the past is um, having my own house that I live in reappraised in order to draw on a line of credit, which is just an amount of money the bank is willing to borrow to you when you need it based on the amount of equity you have in your current home. Like the portion of the mortgage you've already paid off or the portion of the house that you don't owe money on relative to how much your current property is worth. So you may be able to get a draw off of a home equity line of credit that may be large enough to cover some of the renovations that you're going to be doing. Because it's not just about having the money to buy the property. 
It's also about having a pretty fairly sizable amount of cash yep. available to finance the repairs. Yes, the chunk of change you're going to need mm-hmm. to get it to the level it needs to be yeah. to sell it. Your Home Depot credit card is only going to get you so far. Exactly. <laughs> and it's really high interest rates that you don't yeah, want to be right? paying. And not to mention, you're going to be hiring contractors, and contractors are going to be expected to pay, you know, be paid in cash or, you know, a check, right? Or, or at the time <laughs> the work is being bills. completed. Yeah, I don't know many contractors or many... HVAC guys or yeah. flooring guys. I don't know many people that are going to be saying, okay, fine, I'll bill you. That right. is generally not how this works. Well, and again, that has to, this is g- kind of goes a little bit back to this market that we're in right now in early 2022. Um, there's more work out there for contractors than there are contractors to do the work that's out there. So you need to treat your contractors well, find contractors that are good you know look to your friends look to your realtors for renov- um for recommendations um you're going to want to work with people that you can trust well, to do a good job i'm gonna i've said this before yeah. on our podcast but i will say it again you can get a contractor um you know think about you can get two of three things if you're lucky oh you can get i know where you're going a, with this you can get a cheap price you can get quality <laughs> great work or you can get a contractor that's going to show up on time or return your calls and emails someone that'll be that'll that will be at the work job site <laughs> When they say they will, you're never mm-hmm. gonna get all three. I'm sorry, but you're not. It's not. It's not possible. You can have it done right. You can have it done fast. You can have it done cheap. Pick two. Yeah, exactly. Because if you find somebody that's got all three, we want their names we want and numbers. Exactly. <laughs> we want to no, know. There's there's a lot of really good ones out there, but um, you know, let's go back a little bit to finding the house. Yes. Um, don't make it an emotional decision. Yeah, keep we, your emotions out We of it. all want you, you know, us as your realtors, we want you to find a house that is attractive, right? That's going to that's gonna be easy to sell when you're done. Um, but you need to determine a percentage of income that you anticipate making off this house and apply that function or that mathematical equation to every single potential purchase that you make. And if the m- numbers don't pan out, walk away. Exactly. You have to set that up. And and I guess to be to backtrack a little bit on that too, you need to be really good at estimating. Because there is no way you're going to have the time to get five different contractors in there and the to, quotes needed. and the quotes back in time in this market to be, you know, receiving information from somebody else in order to make that decision. You need to have at least some experience or some knowledge of um, what your contractors of choice, or if you're doing a lot of DIY work, what it's going to cost you so that you can come up with these formulas, add it onto your purchase price, figure out what the whole thing's going to cost you, count on your realtors to help you with determining what the final sale price is when you're done. Correct. Subtract the difference. And if that number doesn't equal a certain percentage that you're comfortable with, considering the risk involved, um, then it's a walk away. Yes, I agree with everything you just said <laughs> as I just went through this with a client. Right. What I will say, though, is you one thing to consider, and as much as I wish this was kind of I don't want to tur- I don't want to break people's hearts. Yeah, I, don't, I, know. I don't want to do that. But, you know, if you don't have a general sense or an idea of how to, you know, do the do-it-yourself projects, oh, yeah. DIY. Right. Um, if you're not a little bit Andy. If you're not, this is probably not the project for you. Even if you're not doing the work, being able to spot 
problems. From your contractors or, yeah, in your walls. There's always going to be problems. You're always going to have surprises when you're renovating a house. That's just the way, the way it, it is. Goes. But having at least some knowledge, you don't have to go to school for construction management or anything, but having at least some knowledge of what's going on is just going to help you communicate better with your contractors and keep an eye on your project. Yes. Better. Which so, is another point. Be there. Yeah. You have this to is, show up. This is not a, um, what do they call it, a, an investment tool that you don't, a passive investment passive tool. Passive investment. No. Flipping a house is absolutely not a you passive investment tool. You need to tool. show up. Are your contractors mm-hmm. showing up in time? Mm-hmm. Have you, if you're having... Did the selections get yes. communicated appropriately and accurately? Correct. How did this problem get addressed when it popped up? Did they decide if the for you? the plumber is supposed to be there at 8 a.m. and they haven't yeah. shown up for two days straight, right. I mean, that's going to directly impact mm-hmm. how the rest of the project's going to go and it's going to push your time frame back. Which is another thing. You need to know the order of things and get your people, your contractors, in in an order that makes sense. The last thing you want to do is have your plumbers come last. Correct. <laughs> Start with them. That's my number so, one tip. <laughs> so, you, yeah, knowing the order, knowing how it goes, talk to us. We can certainly help you with that and, and yep. give you ideas of yep. how this process should look. But really, you know, think about what, what this is all going to look like. And if you don't know mm-hmm. even some of these basics, probably, like I said, not the project for you. So Right. So the last few kind of recap tips, or well, a few more high-speed tips along the way here (laughs) before we wrap this up is talk to your realtors about the best spots for ROI. Correct. What you're going to spend the money on on your flip that's going to get you the biggest return. Um, Stay in the middle of the market. Stay at the point of the market where most of the buyers are. Do not be the lowest, lowest, lowest priced property on the block and do not buy any Don't buy the high-end one. (laughs) Don't try to be the most expensive house on the block. Stay mid-market. Stay in those price ranges with lots of buyers. And, you know, if you don't know kind of that average price point for a home Mm -hmm. um, in your area, talk to your realtor. Mm -hmm. That's what we're here for. We have all of this knowledge, and we can really be an asset for for our clients. So one thing to kind of keep in mind, keep your realtor involved because they can help you. You know, they can help you with all of these questions, and that's what we're here for. Yeah. Final last tip from me is um, do a good job. Flippers get a bad name because sometimes they don't do a good job and buyers are going to scrutinize this project. So get the permits that you need, get the inspections that you need, and turn around a really nice product. Do not cut corners. Right. If it doesn't fit in your budget, then maybe it shouldn't have been the house that you picked. Or, you know what I mean? Like plan for it, plan to do it well. You don't have to do the top of the line everything. But you don't want to miss something that really needs to be addressed. Right. And the rework will cost you all of the <laughs> income that you were about to make on it. So, um, so yeah, don't, don't cut every corner. Don't, uh, don't fall into those traps. And, and I guess, okay, I'll say it again. Be there. Be at your project <laughs> to watch what's going on. And call your realtor. Call your realtor. (laughs) We'd love to help you. All right. Well, we hope you, uh, if you have any questions on this, feel free to reach out to Jamie or I. We would love to assist you with your flipping project. Yes. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Just think, you could hear from us every day if we were your realtors. So give us a call or shoot us a text, send a smoke signal, or find us on Facebook. However you do it, just reach out. We'd love to hear from you. And be sure to subscribe. 
Find more episodes at realtormomspodcast.com or iTunes. This podcast is produced by Tasha Barrett and Jamie R. Swenson of Park Company Realtors, 4170 41st Avenue South, Fargo, North Dakota.